Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Cam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I'm Renee. She's Tam. Hey, hey. Hey, Tam. What's up, Renee? Not much. Okay. How- <laughs> you know what I'm going to talk about. Let's jump right you know. into it. Let's Las just- Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Not because there was any NASCAR race going on in Vegas. It was Renee Garcia in Vegas. And that was my weekend. And Tam, I can only tell you that I remember just a little bit of it, <laughs> and not because of any other reason, then I had a really good time. And usually when you're in Vegas, you always want to have a good time. And whether you're gambling or you're going to watch shows or you're just whatever birthday, I was down there for a birthday. I was also doing a show down there. Mm-hmm. And um, we found time to go to a pool party and see one of the DJs. And um, found time to go we to a pool party. Found time. Yes, okay. there was just enough time to go to the day pool party. And uh, we had a good time. The only problem was I didn't get to see the DJ because we left like an hour before the DJ came on because a couple of buddies, they, um, you know, they got a little uh, too sauced up. So we had to go back to the hotel. <laughs> Renee's talking about his buddies that got too sauced up, but Renee's not talking about his Renee. sauce up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just one of those things where, you know, we went there, we had a good time. And for the most part, you know, we were really just kind of just walking around and and it was hot. Let me tell you, it's Vegas. It's Las Vegas. I know. How do you not think it's going to be hot? Oh my God. And I realize it's the summertime coming or summertime is upon us practically. And I mean, I mean, it was like walking around and watching everybody trying somehow to cool off, whether it was in the water or trying to hit the shade. And so everybody is getting packed and everybody's cramming, trying to get underneath the shade or in the water. And it was just too much. I don't know. And then, and then everybody drinking. And That's getting Las Vegas. Yeah. Typical Las Vegas stuff. But Anyway, the show itself turned out really nice and I had a great time and it was a nice quick in and out. I was just there for like maybe a day and a half at the most. And you know what? I made it back safely. I want to thank my friends for getting me back safely. Thank thank God. So, uh, okay. And, uh, I'm just going to put Renee on blast. I already did once on Saturday because I posted a photo of Renee having a great time <laughs> at the pool. But I'm going to put him on blast right now because he got home safe, but his entire trip wasn't safe. Right. Renee has the most unsightly, ugliest bruises ever. But we're glad he's safe. But he was uh, doing cartwheels. Uh, yes. Um, okay. And, and, um, I'll let him explain. Right. And in just a quick explanation, sometimes when you're in Vegas or even if you're not in Vegas and you're just out with friends, when drunk friends try to tell you and you're already drunk to do cartwheels, think twice before you do it. That's all I'm going to say. So that explains the big knot and bruise on my leg. Okay. I think <laughs> we all know what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas <laughs> or what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's correct. Unless it's on your leg and it's a bruise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So moving on, as I know you are waiting to find out how my weekend is or was. How was it, Tim? It was gone. I don't know. I didn't do much as always. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. This is like the 43rd episode of this show. Mm-hmm. And I can say 20 episodes of this show. I recall saying I don't remember what I did on the weekend. And this was one of those weekends. I did watch... The All-Star Race. Right. 
So Renee, he was in Vegas, so he had to catch the replay of the All-Star Race. And I informed him via text message while he was in Las Vegas that he didn't miss much. And I'm sure you guys will agree with me. He didn't miss much. So let's jump right into the All-Star Race. Yes. I'm going to talk maybe more than I should because I actually fell asleep watching the race. (laughs) But I no. In all seriousness, I watched the NASCAR mm-hmm. Open. I thought it was exciting. It was great. Then the race came on, the actual all-star race, and I was like, yeah. Well, and then just, I was it, out for the count. It just seemed like the vibe just changed, huh? The NASCAR Open mm-hmm. should have been the NASCAR all-star race. Yeah. The NASCAR Open was so much excitement. You had Clint Boyer pretty much school the young guys. And when the first stage, you had Blaney. As in Ryan Blaney, boy, that Blaney is just showing up lately. Yeah. Ryan Blaney took the second stage, but it was the third stage where all the action happened. I mean, the first two stages were caution free. But when we got to that third stage, we had an opportunity to relive the pass in the grass from 1987 mm-hmm. that Dale Earnhardt Sr. did. This time, no, it was a young guy. It was Eric Jones who attempted the pass in the grass, but we all know how that ended. That ended with a tore up car. I mean, it was spectacular. If you are a NASCAR fan of old, not saying an old NASCAR fan, but a NASCAR fan from back in the day, that gave you a little bit of excitement. You had Daniel Suarez and Chase Elliott battling for the lead. And then Eric Jones wanted to get in and get some action. And instead, he just caught some grass, but it sure was nice to watch. I mean, being on Twitter and live tweeting from our account, Turns No Breaks, it was just awesome to be on social media to see everyone talk about it. Yeah. You know, Tim, I know we were talking about it before we started the podcast because we were watching the video. And I can imagine that Jones really thought that he could make a pass in the grass like that. And obviously, because things are so much different now, but there's, there's no way he does that on purpose. He just, obviously, I think he just misjudged on how close he was when he went down there and then he hit the grass and then it was all over. And as you saw the reaction from his crew chief, he knew it was over at that point. Well, I would like to think that he was just going for it. I think he really forgot. It's possible. To be honest, because it it was a battle for the ages. Like, Mm. we haven't seen that type of action in a while. We definitely didn't get that type of action in the All-Star race itself. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was exciting to watch. I have no complaints. No. Unfortunately, it did end his day. And on top of all that, Chase just could not get past Daniel Suarez. Like, I was so excited for Daniel, but I was disappointed for Chase. And literally, I may have had one minute to feel bad for Chase. And then guess what? It was announced that he got the fan vote. So he actually got into the All-Star race. Mm -hmm. But before we talk about that, I do want to go back and talk about Eric and him trying to go through the grass. What was really interesting, most people on Twitter Mm -hmm. were talking about Oh, if he didn't have the splitter, right? he could make it through. And these awful splitters are what's tearing up the cars. And someone, and I forgive me, I forgot who it was, but someone tweeted on Twitter. They said, are you team balance or team splitter? splitter? And Dale Jr. chimed in and was like team splitter. And that pretty much lit up social media, which was pretty cool to actually be on social media yeah. and to watch that unfold. 
But I would have to agree. I'm definitely team splitter. Yeah. Well, no, am I team splitter? I don't know. Well, it I don't think I am. Depends on how big of a deal junior fan you are and uh, <laughs> hey i have to think about that i don't like the splitters i think i need to really rethink that i think that the splitters make everything too close to the ground so no and for the record dale jr he agreed inside it with me he's team balance not right. team splitter nobody's team splitter right Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> In fact, if I recall, it was the orange cone mm-hmm. username, the orange cone who actually tweeted that team balance and team splitter. And when the vote ended, the poll, I believe mm-hmm. it was 86% team balance. Oh, wow. Yeah, nobody's team splitter. Not even me. Okay. Moving on now that we've established that I'm team splitter. Right. Renee, you team splitter? I'm team splitter. Oh, no, you're not team splitter. You're team balance. I'm team balance. <laughs> Wait, we're not team splitter. We're team, we're team balance. balance. We're confused. My head's still in Vegas. <laughs> team balance. We are team, team balance. balance. Okay. Just for the record, we're going to clear that up. We're team balance. We're team balance. Yes. Okay, so let's jump into the all-star race itself. So as I mentioned, Chase Elliott got mm-hmm. the fan vote. He got the vote over Danica. And we'll talk about Danica yeah, later. Get- I just Honestly, I'm just not in the headspace to tackle Danica. Right now. Let's go through uh, all this other stuff and then yeah. Yeah, we can chime into our Danica stuff. We already know Kyle Bush. All he does is win. Congratulations so, to Kyle Bush, the number 18. Wow. I mean, you're right. All the guy knows how to do is win. So after 18 tries, he finally won mm-hmm. the all-star race. And in fact, this was his first time ever winning a cup event at Charlotte. Right. The interesting thing is somebody on TV accidentally slipped and said this was his first time winning a event at Charlotte. And I said, no, I know this is not true. Mm. And for one of our loyal listeners, I'm about to name drop Marcus, because he said that all I do is name drop. I remember <laughs> maybe three or four years ago being in Charlotte when Kyle Busch won the Xfinity, mm-hmm. or actually was it the truck race? And I have a photo of myself in the winner's circle with Kyle and a bunch of people. Oh, wow. So that's why I was like, wait, I know he's won another race there before, but it was actually his first time winning a cup um, event at Charlotte. And this is the first JGR driver to win a race this year. So yeah. uh, let's just make that known. But it's not a real race. Fact. No, not a not a real race, but maybe this race and having Kyle win. I don't know. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I look at this race. And even though it was just an all-star race, I think JGR just needed that from one of their drivers to maybe change things around going into this next half of the season. We will see. We will see. I guess we should do the countdown. Yeah. I was so disappointed for Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson won. He sat on the pole, won a couple of stages, but couldn't close. Oh, again. Now, granted, if you didn't even watch the race, mm-hmm. I'm sure, like Renee, you saw the highlights. <laughs> right. Kyle Bush put a whammy on the restart. Oh, man. And he a did move. a Kyle Bush. I mean, he actually got a little bit in the grass. Yeah. I guess at that moment, he was team splitter. splitter right. <laughs> only because his splitter didn't let him down. That's right. But it was just a snidget in the grass. Mm-hmm. Not too much. But he put the move on. Oh, you know what? Let me just go back a little bit to the NASCAR Open. And I guess to Danica. And then I'll give you guys the countdown. Okay. Not that you guys already, you already know who won. But how about... Trevor Bain and Danica. It was some interesting points 
to the night. So yes. it wasn't a complete failure, although I did take a nice little nap. I'm not going to lie. But Danica, I don't know. She was a little antsy. Honestly, as one person wrote on Twitter, I feel like Danica is letting it all hang out. We're seeing Danica uncut. Raw Danica. Like Danica don't give a you know what. Exactly. Because what happened with her and Trevor Bang was just uncalled for. At least Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Granted, maybe he should have got out of her way, but who is she? There's other people on the track besides her. Right. I think it's come down to, and this could possibly be, and of course, I don't know. I'm not in her head. I'm not on her team, so I don't know for sure. But obviously, this is just my uh, opinion of it. But it seems like what we were just talking about, that attitude, like I don't give a hoot anymore. I think that's maybe part of the frustration of her season this year, the accidents, the, the worriness of getting a concussion, figuring out whether she's going to retire or not. And you put that all together and that itself could make somebody just have an attitude exactly like that. Like, I don't give a damn anymore. But I think people are only now realizing she's always had an attitude. Let's be real. Nick Broomberg, he actually tweeted the Danica Patrick Trevor Bang feud is what NASCAR needs. I think he was being sarcastic personally, but I don't think anybody cares because I feel like everyone's over Danica at this point. Well, and this goes back to Danica not getting the fan vote. Mm-hmm. She's gotten a fan vote three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Now, some people said, oh, Chase got the fan vote because of his dad. Yeah. Similar to when Junior, the fans transferred from senior to junior. Chase is a hell of a driver. He has yet to win, but it's coming soon. I think fans are just tired of Danica, but we we can go on and on. I I can agree with that. I think uh, sometimes people just want to see something different, uh, somebody fresh, a newer face and another name. And that always kind of helps out sometimes. But going back to the comment, this is what NASCAR needs is the feud between Danica and Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain. The whole comment, you know, about this is what NASCAR needs between Danica and Trevor Bain. Okay, I think that that was probably sarcastic because let's be real, Danica Trevor Bain doesn't arouse my feathers in any kind of way. <laughs> now, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, now that gets me up out of my seat. Like, I want to see that. But know? let's be real, Danica doesn't want it with Kyle and no. nobody wants it with Joey because <laughs> I thought <laughs> nobody wants it with Joey. I'm just going to leave it uh, at yeah, that. Yeah, no kidding. Let's just do <laughs> Okay, let's get into the top 10. As I started to say, Kyle Busch won. Kyle Larson, second place. We should just nickname him second Second place. place. Mr. Second Place. Although he has one and he's going to win. Mr. Number Two, I know. But okay, Jimmy Johnson, third. Kurt Busch, fourth. McMurray, as in Jamie McMurray, fifth. Kevin Harvick, sixth. Chase Elliott, seventh. Joey Logano, 8th, Brad Keselowski, ninth, and Denny Hamlin came in 10th. If you notice, we didn't mention Dale Jr. because Dale Jr. didn't even bother to show up in the top 10. He came in 18th place. And if I'm not mistaken, it was only 20 drivers in the race. Yeah. So that goes to show <laughs> and puts it in perspective, it wasn't Dale Jr.'s night. Right. Okay. Well... Since we brought Dale up, I guess we have this unofficial segment of our show where we talk about Dale Jr. So I guess now is the time. Yeah. You know, I think uh, I'm rooting for him to get it back on track. 
I want it, that team to get back on track. I want him as a driver to find a way to get back to, and especially this all goes back to him retiring this year. And I don't want to see Dale's last year on the track ending this way. It can't. It's not supposed to. I can't imagine like this kind of luck just continuing to happen. I don't even, I don't know. Is it luck? I don't know what it is, but whatever is going on, it is just not cool. No. I don't even think it's mental. And I can't say it's equipment because he's in Hendrick equipment. I don't, I can't call it. Hmm. Well, let's just hope he gets better. Yeah. I mean, we have the Coca Cola 600 coming up. I don't expect him to win, but I definitely hope that he gets at least a top 10. Because oh, yeah. the 600, that's a long, grueling race. Mm-hmm. I'm not even ready for it. In fact, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to watch it because I will be at the Indy 500 in Indianapolis this weekend. But I'm sure I'll find a way to watch some NASCAR somehow, some way, especially a 600 miles. I'm sure maybe I'll put on my race view or whatever on my cell phone and check it out. Right. Uh, by the way, speaking of the uh, Indianapolis, uh, just and I don't know if anybody caught the uh, Indy 500 qualifying, but there was a, a really terrible accident. And I know we've had some really terrible accidents with the last couple of races in the Cup Series, but I just want to mention and, um, and give our thoughts to uh, the driver, Sebastian Bourdais, if I'm pronouncing that correct. And if I'm mispronouncing that, I do apologize. Uh, but it was really, really bad. He's supposed to have surgery. And I don't know if he's had surgery or not yet, but it was really bad, Tam. Yeah. And on top of all that, not only, and not to compare the two, because obviously you can't compare somebody going head first into a wall because mm-hmm. he fractured a lot of things. I think he fractured his pelvic yes. bone or something. But on top of all that, the pole sitter for the Indy 500, Scott Dixon, was robbed at Taco Bell. Oh my God. What a bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, yeah, a bizarre, <laughs> I guess like in all of 48 hours, this happened. Sebastian was, Bourdain, yeah. yeah, he had the accident and then Scott Dixon goes to Taco Bell all places and gets robbed by gunpoint. Yeah, by two young teenagers who obviously have nothing better to do than to go rob people at a- At a, at a Taco Bell. Yeah. So here's my thought on that, like not to make a joke out of it, but- I don't understand people's thought process. And I'm going to share a personal experience that I'm dealing with. Somebody actually stole my identity. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to JC Penny, but whoever went out to steal my identity, they opened up a charge card at JC Penny's. They went to Toys R Us. They went to Sears and Macy's. If I'm doing something like that, I'm going to Gucci, Hermes. <laughs> Like, dude, at least go to Macy's. I know. Although I would go to Barney's. I don't know if you guys, Barney's is Barney's. Right. But who the hell is going to JCPenney's? <laughs> I told the people when I caught them, because they was like, this one here is crazy because I was in complete rare form. And Renee see me when I'm angry. I was that times 10. I said, I didn't even know JCPenney's was still open. Yeah. But that wasn't me I didn't who know opened that car. <laughs> So y'all better handle it. Yeah, that was my exactly. thought. So saying all that to say is, these young kids, how much money did you really think you was going to get robbing somebody at the Taco Bell drive-thru? Right. That's all that I'm saying. And then two, no disrespect to 
the IndyCar drivers, but why was y'all going to Taco Bell? It is one week before the 101 racing of the Indianapolis 500. Yeah, I could. I why are you not? I could have suggested feeding your body <laughs> better food than Taco 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 Bell. Say. Remember that commercial? Yeah. Okay. So moving on. What else? Oh, Mo- back to Dale Jr. Oh, okay. <laughs> now he did also endorse. Alex Bowman, as we all know, and we've had the opportunity to uh, interview Alex ourselves, Tim, and uh, I love the guy. I, that is one heck of a kid. I had thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. I really did. And uh, me and you, like we said in a previous podcast, I mean, this guy's got star written all over himself. He's a really good driver. He's so talented at that young. You think he has star written all over well, him? Well, I absolutely adore Alex, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I think he has star written over him in the sense that he is going to be a driver and right. he is going to win. Mm-hmm. But what's his storyline? Well, that's the tough question to answer. Yeah. You know, what, so every what, what is he bringing to the table? Storyline. Yeah. I don't know. It's filling the number 88 is just a tough task right. in itself. So whoever gets behind the number 88 has to have something. Yeah. Those are big shoes to fill. And um, you hit it right on the head. I mean, what what is he bringing? Like, what's that storyline that you're going to sell? And you got to sell something. That's what sponsors want. This reminds me a lot of Austin Dillon getting back in the number three. What mm-hmm. was that? It's been two years now. Mm-hmm. His granddaddy owns the number three, so they can do what they want. But I like Austin. You can't tell me much about Austin. Mm-hmm. He hasn't proven much on the track, but I just like the guy. He has some kind of things about him that right. I like. Right. But Austin could never, and not that you should ever say somebody can be another person, but he could never bring the bravado to the number three that Senior did. Right. So with Dale Jr. in the 88, I don't think anybody could bring that bravado to the right. number 88 because it's a lot it's a yeah, lot it of is. can't really say history it's just a lot of dale jr to <laughs> you know to yeah to back up if yeah. that makes sense dale jr nation they're gonna want somebody they need personality <laughs> oh yeah and, and alex has a wonderful personality again he's a really really good kid but does he have the it factor? Right. It's not a lot of drivers in NASCAR that have the it factor. And that's probably why NASCAR is really going through this shift. Mm-hmm. Because superstars typically have one, if not two things. And in my thoughts, you have skills and you have personality. Mm-hmm. NASCAR is missing personality. Yeah. And when Dale Jr. leaves, yeah, that's aside, a aside big from aside from Clint Boyer right. and AJ Armendinger, who we rarely get an opportunity to experience his personality mm-hmm. because unfortunately he doesn't win where people are talking to him. Yeah, but where's the personality now? Who has personality? And I absolutely adore this young guy too. He's not in Cup yet, but Bubba Wallace. Right? Did you see Bubba's tweet? I did. What did you think about it? Well. What what can you say that he was straight to the point? I mean, just get me in a cup car. <laughs> Let's get me on that track. He's itching. He's ready. He is ready to go. I think he's ready to go. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Bubba Wallace was on a tweet tantrum. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, quote, here's another idea. Let me get in a damn cup car 
and it was a gif of him moving his head. Bubba, we want you in a cup card. NASCAR needs more personality. Daniel Suarez brings personality mm -hmm. and he brings diversity. I think Bubba will bring both. Blaney, I feel like Blaney has it, but we haven't really had an opportunity to experience his personality as much. We see a lot of it on social, mm -hmm. but I would like to see more Blaney because I know Blaney is quite funny. Him and Bubba are always doing well, it. It seems like thing. he's got a nice personality to him. Um, you know, just from even some of the interviews that he's been doing and he seems approachable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's not shy. He's not going to just kind of give you a, a one worded answer. And then Ryan Blaney just really doing well lately. I think it's really helping him a lot too. Well, it goes back to storylines. Like I said, what's the storyline right now? Blaney's storyline is that him and Dale Jr. have a fake fruit. They're friends. They ride <laughs> in the car together after the races. I guess Dale Jr. is Blaney's landlord. So that's his storyline. But mm. again, you have to have personalities and skills to be a superstar. And you need a storyline. Right. We can take this to basketball. LeBron James he was the chosen one that was his storyline forever mm -hmm. he is still living up to the hype yeah and he does have that it factor yeah and then on top of all that he made the nation mad when he did the decision mm -hmm. there's constantly a storyline with lebron even right. now the storyline is he didn't show up for game three right i was a game four no it was a game i believe it was game three yeah it's mm. always a storyline. When you look at NASCAR, where are the storylines? Exactly. There was a thousand articles about Eric Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Amarola. Amarola. Why do I always want to say Amarillo? I don't know. Amarola. Are you uh, wanting to go to Amarillo, Texas? No. <laughs> there is an Amarillo, okay. Texas. <laughs> but again, that's because, and let me qualify this by saying a qualify, is that what it is? I was very shaken up by what happened with him and his accident. And I actually was a little bit disappointed to see him do the sit down with Jeff Gordon because mm -hmm. I just thought it was too soon. Yeah. Really? But that's because NASCAR needs those stories. And I'm not saying that he was forced to do the interview. I just thought it was a little bit too soon. Now, what's the hot topic in NASCAR? The all-star race. Now, granted, we just had the race, so I get that being a storyline. But I feel like as I was reading the news the last 48 hours, every outlet is going to beat it in the ground about how lackluster the all-star race was and whether or not the race should be moved. I hmm. literally think I read at least 10 articles about the race being moved. And let me just say yeah. this. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have one, maybe two articles on an outlet, but every outlet has four articles about the same thing. That's to my point about there are just no storylines. Right. I thought it was an overkill myself. And whether or not moving the all-star race is going to pick up the vibe of the all-star race, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm okay with keeping it in Charlotte. I have no problem with that. I think that's a great place to have the all-star race. I say keep it there. Well, I will tell you, I posted a Twitter poll. There it's you like go. you was reading my mind, Renee. <laughs> and the Twitter poll was simple. What was the best thing about tonight's NASCAR Open? And the choices were the pass in the grass, Daniel and Chase battling it out, Team Valance versus Team Splitter, or the fan vote and Chase winning, not Danica. And 49% of the people picked 
the fan vote was oh, wow. was one of the well, best things of the, the NASCAR <laughs> Open. Now, in regards to should NASCAR consider moving the All-Star race, because mm-hmm. I posted that as a poll on Twitter, 39% of the voters said it should be someplace else. Another 39% said Bristol, because Bristol was an option that we gave them. 9% said Las Vegas and 13% said Daytona. Now, why I read both of those is it goes to show you that the most interesting thing people thought was Chase winning over Danica and 39% of the people. And when you really look at it total, everybody thought it should be someplace else. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. I was actually surprised that more people didn't think Las Vegas yeah, I, I as think, soon as you said Vegas, now maybe I'm a little biased, but yeah, well, we know. I would have no problem with it. Renegas Vegas. is Vegas on. <laughs> but I just thought, you know, but then I start to think, I said, it, it makes sense. Even though now we're going to have two races in mm-hmm. Vegas next year, not very many people come out for Champions Week. People do travel for Champions Week, but not like that. Right. I don't know. What I'm seeing a lot of is disgruntled fan. Now, we always make the joke that you can't please NASCAR fans. They always have something to say. But what's going on now is on a complete different level. Right. And if NASCAR is not careful, like I I read a tweet from a guy who said that pretty much in 27 years or something crazy, like he's never missed a race or it was like so many years he's never missed a NASCAR Mm all-star race. And he was like, yeah, he's over it. He didn't bother to watch. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't know, Renee. Any thoughts on it? Well, I, I just think that uh, NASCAR definitely doesn't need that from its fans. They're trying to gain fans already because they're having a problem with fans coming to an event, watching the event, or both. They definitely don't need this. They definitely don't need more disgruntled fans and losing more of that audience. That's the last thing that NASCAR needs. I'm going to play off a word you just mentioned, disgruntled. How do you think the fans are going to be when you got disgruntled drivers? Jimmy had a lot to say about the all-star race. He wasn't too thrilled with not being able to pass. And then Danica, she's just been disgruntled for a minute. Yeah, going back to Danica real quick, I think that whole thing with, yeah, that move she put on Trevor Bain, just part of that, I think, is... Not only fans being upset at Danica just for that. I think the whole Erica Marola thing of her not even acknowledging his accident and just like even worried about his welfare, his well-being. I mean, it was like, really? Last week, a lot of tweets that I saw was, Danica is me, me, me. I, I, I. People said they lost respect for Danica because of that. Yeah. And again, one of our loyal listeners he actually said he was always on the fence about danica he could take her a lever but after that he was like he's done he has no respect for her ironically because it's that time of the show where we do our fan comment of the mm-hmm. week as well as our predictions guess what our fan comment of the week is about danica and soon as i can't this, wait to hear these well it's only one <laughs> okay soon as the tweet was sent to us as soon as it caught our attention, right? I told the guy, our girl, because the user is on Twitter at JC Beckner. I said, oh, that is definitely going to be our fan comment of the week. So JC Beckner on Twitter writes, they played that Danica audio and all I heard was womp, 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 womp. 
Hashtag NASCAR. Wow. That's it right there. I don't even think I, we need to say any more. No, because, well said, actually. And if you don't know the reference to Womp, 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 that's Charlie Brown. Teacher. Mm -hmm. Womp, Womp, yeah, Womp. The Charlie Brown teacher. And J.C. Beckner was referring to the audio where Danica was talking about the whole incident with Trevor Bain. Right. Because at this point, it is starting to sound like a broken record. Like, dude, you're in a $300,000, $250,000 car each week that is going to Dale Jr.'s graveyard. Because I, I heard that he did the, he performed the rights or something on her car. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> that. Yeah. So nonetheless, it is time for our predictions for the Coca-Cola 600. Coca-Cola 600. It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Here we go, folks. Okay, and, well, tell us your predictions. I alluded to this earlier in the podcast. And if anybody caught it, you almost kind of knew exactly where I was going. And I was going to say something, but I was like, ah, I'm going to wait to the end of the show where we get to the predictions. Now, I did mention Kyle Busch winning the All-Star race. Even though it wasn't a real race, I think that that is what not only Kyle Busch needed, I think that's what JGR needed in general to get back on track and start getting back in the winner's circle. And this week, I'm going to tell you, it is going to be Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is going to win that race this weekend. My dark horse, I'm going with Jimmy Johnson. That's my dude. I love the guy. And uh, I feel like if it's not Kyle, it's just going to be Jimmy because I think Jimmy just being a little upset with the whole Austin. I'm sure he's over it, but mentally as a driver, you have to find some kind of way to create some kind of motivation. And uh, Jimmy Johnson's really good at that. He's Mr. Seven Times, so let's be real. He's got to come up with something to motivate him. But he's going to be my dark horse, but I'm going to go with Kyle Busch winning that race this week. There you have it. Not that you should have expected anything different. <laughs> Renee only ever picks Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch. Why don't you go out on a limb one week and pick Casey Kane? You know what? Next week, you never know. That's why you That's gotta, never going to happen on this podcast. But... That's why you got to listen. Okay. Past 10 winners at Charlotte. And we raced twice at Charlotte. Well, actually, I guess three times if you include the All-Star. But we race in May and we race in October. So in May, we do the Coca-Cola 600. Mm -hmm. It is the greatest day of racing in the world because you have the Coca-Cola 600, you have the Indianapolis 500, and you have my bad boys of Formula One racing in Monaco all in the same day. Wow. It's actually going to be quite interesting because I usually get my popcorn ready and I wake up super early in the morning and I just watch racing all day. That's but I'm going to be in Indianapolis, so <laughs> that's going to be kind of interesting to see how that's going to work. But nonetheless, our past 10, Martin Truex Jr. was the winner in 2016 of the Coca-Cola 600 in May. 2015, Carl Edwards. Oh, we miss you, Carl. 2014, Jimmy Johnson. 2013, Kevin Harvick. 2012, Casey Kane. Yes, Casey used to win some races. 2011, Kevin Harvick. 2010, Kurt Busch. 2009, David Rudiman. Wow. I have never heard that name before. I think, no, I have heard that name, but not on this podcast. Right. 2008, Casey Kane. Look at that. Casey Kane twice. In 2007, Casey Mears. Oh. No, not Casey <laughs> Kane. 
Casey Mears. In regards to the Xfinity race, not that this is any bearings on the 600, but I will read them anyway. In 2016, Denny Hamlin won the Xfinity race. 2015, Austin Dillon. 2014, Kyle Larson. 2013, Kyle Busch. And 2012, Brad Keselowski. I am going to pick Jimmy Johnson and actually, you know what? I kind of feel like Martin Truex could be due for a back-to-back. But I think I'm going to stick with Kevin Harvick as my winner and Jimmy Johnson as my dark horse. All right. So we at least agree on the dark horse being Jimmy Johnson, the number 48. All right. Well, those are our predictions. And if you guys uh, have your own predictions, please send them our way. You can hit us up on our social media at Turns No Breaks. It's across the board on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Instagram as well. Please look us up. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please subscribe to us, rate, review, leave comments for us. It really does help us out. If you know anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as me and Tam do, please let them know. Direct them exactly straight to this podcast. We always appreciate your support. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. We really honestly try to communicate with you guys right away. And if we don't, we try to do it at our best. And I and I have to like really applaud my partner here, Tam, for doing that. Uh, and I know you got a lot of things to, that you do, but I really do appreciate you like you know, really getting back to our fans as quick as possible. Because I'm usually always out and about, and I usually don't always have time to respond, but I try to. Because he's in Las Vegas partying. And that is correct. (laughs) But you can find me on social media across the board at It's Renee Garcia. That's at It's Renee Garcia, and that's Renee with one E, not two E's. I am on Twitter, I am on Facebook, and I am on Snapchat. And you can find Tam. You can find me across all social at I am Sincerely Tam. And for Tam and for myself, thank you for listening to All Turns No Breaks, a podcast for fans, by fans. Be kind to each other, and we'll see you here next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 